Greetings and welcome to the Spooky Scouts. If you found us, you show an interest in questioning the suspicious, investigating the intriguing, and attempting to distinguish fact from fiction. Each meeting, we will evaluate a topic of choice and find stories, evidence, and history to discuss and debate. Join us in earning some merit badges, Spooky Scouts, if you survive. And welcome to Spooky Scouts. Welcome back. We're back. Um, Kayla hasn't seen my totally unhinged <laughs> so background good. yet. I'm looking at it right now. I have my laptop right here. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So uh, welcome. Welcome back to Spooky Scouts. Uh, in the midst of all of this, we are still here to bring you a bit of lighthearted and or spooky entertainment, despite the state of the world. So welcome. I have an unhinged background with a bunch of 90s garbage all over it. And that one shoe sticker on the background is actually a 90s sticker. I love it. I found it because I have... So there's a store in my neighborhood called Recreative that has, like, old craft supplies. And some are so old. <laughs> it's like So you can actually find old stickers. It's incredible. Those on the podcast, if you check it out, uh, you can't see it now. But just imagine a bunch of, like, weird, drippy 90s stuff. And potato chips. And potato chips, and Kayla's got cowboy stuff. Yeah, thank you. And, like, you. some money. Thanks. <laughs> Manifest that for me. Thank you. And some money, some, like, yeehaw money. Yeah, I. it was, like, bigger, and I had to change it a bit. Uh, there, I also found a, a genuine Chuck E. Cheese token down in the corner, if you don't see that. <gasps> is that what that is? <laughs> it's oh, a I've Chuck E. Cheese him. token. It's before they yassified him. Have you seen, like, yes. the new Chuck E. Cheese? He's very Oh, strange. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. I'm like, how you didn't make him less scary. No, it's kind of worse. Like, you didn't... Yeah, you didn't make him less scary at all. Like he just looks—he just looks like he belongs on TikTok now. Yeah, I'm gonna Google him just because it's been a while since I've. Yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> yeah. You made you made Chuck E. Cheese more poggers. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I know it does. It dice made it does look like a fedora. And also, welcome all the chat. Uh, welcome everyone, new people and old. This episode, we don't necessarily have a theme. There's been a lot of new developments that Kayla is going to bring up. I have just been playing video games. <laughs> That's fair. I just, the, the reason I'm so, t- I'm so tuned into the news is because literally this is a compilation of all the articles my coworkers send me before 9 Which is amazing. <laughs> so we're going to go Which through them together. <laughs> These are the good ones. Sometimes they send me YouTube videos and sometimes they're focused on how the government is developing anti-gravity technology, which is interesting, but maybe not spooky enough. So I went for for a few of the specific articles. That's good. It'll be good. Um, I wanted to update everyone on, um, as as we do, new and old viewers, we usually have a Q update. Oh my but God. During, during all of, during our hiatus... The Q update has has anamorphed into so many different things. And so I'm kind of trying to find a new way to update everyone on the Q update because it has anamorphed into so many different things. There's an interesting update to the trucker. So it's pretty much moved into what the trucker convoy thing is. Okay, can uh, and I know this is completely terrible, but I have no idea what the fucking <laughs> trucker convoy thing is. I just see people talking about it and I know it's in Canada and I don't know what's going on, and I've purposefully buried my head in the sand when it comes to some of this news. So, yeah, can you tell me about it? More or less, uh, the truckers in Canada, 
It's it's the same thing as Q. I mean, it's the same thing as all of the QAnon information. It's it's more or less the exactly the same, the same, the same thing. And they don't want to get vaccinated, except for the fact that like I think it's something absurd. Like eighty percent of the truckers are vaccinated. So and they already ha- like are required to get a physical every like two years to keep working or something like sure. that. So they're not. So there's really <laughs> there's really no reason. There's really no reason for them to be doing this because they still have to give all of their information and still have medical records to actually have a job as a trucker, but they don't want to get vaccinated. So they're mad about it. And that's probably going to spread over to the U S because they're doing it's, it's kind of like cross the borders. Yeah. The funniest thing is that one of the guys who got arrested (laughs) cited the first amendment in Canadian court. (laughs) In Canadian court, he was like, "Uh, the, the first amendment, and they were like, uh, what? Wrong place. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, they were literally like, what? I'm sorry. Like You're a loser. Uh, so uh that's a fun one. Yeah, they're not they're not the they're not the smartest. And it's I just still find it fascinating that they believe all this stuff, but it's it's just continuing to spiral and get it's just getting worse. Yeah. And it's still that's why it's spooky. Yeah. This is why we talk about it on spooky scouts, but it's a real kind of spooky. Because citing the First Amendment in Canada, this guy's a native Canadian. Like, you would know. Yeah, that's weird. But it's just everything is so completely unhinged. Yes. And there's, I have to, I was going to look it up, but I was futzing with the background. I apologize. So I can't think of the name right now. Someone in the chat might know, but I'm going to try and find it before the episode's over. But there is another, like, almost cultish group that is part of all of this that wants to create another con not not another continent another country between the middle of Canada and the middle of US and it has some like absurd name that sounds like it's from Lord of the Rings. Oh, okay. Well, I'm in <laughs> like, for that part. Like if I could move like, into a Lord of the Rings some fantasy realm. continent. They want like a fantasy continent of all of the like conservative states and all of the all of the Canada conservative states that's just like Mordor. Or something. Like, we'll just call it Mordor. It has some name. I haven't gone down that rabbit hole yet because I just, after all of the stuff that's happened with Ukraine, I just don't think I could handle it. I was, like, so, so sad for everyone and all of the stuff in Texas. I was, like, I have I have to step away. I have to step away. Cephalobrod says it's more Mordranica. Maybe that's it. Oh my it literally gosh. sounded like that. It doesn't Mordranica. actually matter. It doesn't actually matter. But I had to step away from the rabbit holes where I I look into the abyss because the abyss, the abyss was looking back. Was looking back. I needed a break. <laughs> I needed a break. So I've been playing uh, Horizon Zero Dawn where I can stab robots. Do you like over it? Because, yeah, I've, I've only played uh, like a very small chunk of the first one because I don't know. I just never, it was interesting. I just never got I never dove into it. It's really fun. I like it a lot. Um, I have to play it on easy because <laughs> Dude, I, I have to play all like... games on easy these days because I do not want to be challenged. <laughs> well, and I have to like I have like a pretty small TV. It's like it's not small, but it's like it's not big. And I have my chair is really far away for it from it. So I also have to make myself like a pillow fort closer to it because I can't see it like an old person. Is it is it one of those games <laughs> so, where the text is really small? Even yeah, though you, yeah. So I, I just, that. so I have to like go to the accessibility and make the text bigger and get closer. <laughs> like I'm like okay, <laughs> now I can put put it on easy, and I'm like go get them. <laughs> I can do it. 
But it's no, I I I beat the first one. It was very enjoyable. I uh, Aloy is a fun character. I enjoyed the story. It's fun post-apocalyptic stuff. So it's it's been oh my god, Chad. Hi, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> We're finally. I haven't. Don't even. Is El- Elden Rings like an MMO? Right? That came uh, out. I don't know. Is it? I thought it was like the new Dark know. Souls. But oh, is George it? I don't R. know. Martin wrote it instead of writing a book. So <laughs> that's my understanding of it. Got him. Got him. Everyone was like, everyone was like, you're gonna die. And he's like, just wait, I'll never write this book. I'm Have writing fun with a video game. But it's this video game. It's a yeah. pain game, sister. Oh, okay. Okay. That's so not it doesn't for me. have it's not for us. It doesn't have the easy setting that Horizon Zero Dawn I has. Need the easy <laughs> setting. Or for it to be for children like Pokemon, and then I'm good. Yes. Yes. I was like, I need the easy setting or for it to be Pokemon, or I'm just farming and that's it. Period. That's it. But yes, so that's the all the updates that I have. Kayla has most of the updates because she's been keeping on the pulse I'm, of <laughs> alien information. The pulse of the world. The pulse of I mean, the pulse of the world is not great. It's right not now. great. I'm just looking at the spooky shit. I can't do the real shit. Yeah, the spooky stuff is is consistent and comforting. And very, yeah, it is kind of comforting. Um, comforting in a scary oh, way. I did watch uh, again. While I was doing art or whatever, I put on the absolute worst of the worst. What? Documentaries. On Discovery Plus, if you guys haven't watched it, it's just a plethora of riches. <laughs> Discovery <laughs> Plus. Oh, boy. There's some Bigfoot shows on that no. that are just <laughs> beyond, just beyond bad. Like, beyond bad. Like, so I watched all those. Like, involved in them bad, or? <sighs> like, I, it's, no, not, not, not a, it's not sexy Bigfoot. <laughs> They're not trying but to have it's sex like, with them. No, but it's like these dudes just like in the woods, clearly not finding anything. And then being like, there's a hole here. We need to look in the hole. Like that kind of stuff. It's, I mean, it's like almost unwatchable. Like, and that says a lot coming from me because I've watched a lot of these. Yeah, you have. So, You've watched some yeah. really bad ones too. Yeah. Because then you suggest them getting, to me and I have to watch them. <laughs> yeah, yes. I've been getting into making tiny models. I've been making tiny models, which is incredibly fun oh yeah i i like that one you took photos of the one that you did and it looked really good yeah it was really fun i mean it's a kit i just made it like look dirtier but no that's good yeah so i so i was sitting here making these little tiny little tiny models because that's you know some we all need our ways to calm down and um (laughs) watching those documentaries and or just watching deep space nine again as you should and uh, the one was, I think one was called Bigfoot is Real. Um, one was like Bigfoot in Alaska. Oh, no, Aliens in Alaska. That one wasn't as bad. I think I've seen that one. Yeah, that one wasn't as bad. Then there was one about this town in New York where they just went and interviewed this town. And I was like, this is just a this is just a study in like a whole town being mentally ill. Uh-oh. Like, no, I don't think any of those people saw any. Like, it was all very like these were their experiences. But oh, boy. It did not, uh, it was, there was, there was a lack of any sort of good information, just, just stories. Oh, geez. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. There's, I watched a bunch of those. If anyone wants to know, one day I'll write them all down. You don't really need to. But, and then I won't show it to you because you don't need to watch (laughs) them. You don't really need to. Just go on Discovery Plus. That's where all the bad ones are. So. Oh, that was one of them. The, I think it was Kentucky Goblins was one of the ones that I watched. It was about uh, goblins. I don't in Kentucky. Think there were any... Yeah, 
One of them was like a goblin. It was like cave goblins. I, that one was, it wasn't great. There's already a, Kentucky's already awful. It doesn't need goblins. No, that one was, um, that was a different one. That one actually wasn't that bad. Anyway, I'll make it. Ah, my sound guard. <laughs> Hold on. I'm just flopping my hands around. Ah. I'll make a list. Um, but go ahead, Kayla. I'm sorry. Oh, well, I, I, to update on what I've been up to, Chad and I, who was just here, we just released a comic book. If you want to pick right. it up, it's called Wrestling with Demons. And it's really cool. If you like this background, I think you will really dig it because it's very 90s and very good because we're very proud of it. And it's on a crowdfund campaign that does not support cryptocurrency for the next couple weeks. Indiegogo. Yeah. Yeah. Just want to drop that in there. We Here, we only support cryptids, not crypto. We we support cryptid currency. (laughs) Cryptid currency goes a lot further here at the Spooky Scouts. (laughs) So if you want to pick it up, uh, that would be cool. That would be really cool to support it. It's a wonderful comic. I've read it, and it's great. Yeah. Can, can, can uh, recommend. And we reached. I really do. We reached the stretch goal where Holly's going to do a cover for it. So we'll have mm-hmm. a piece from Holly in it once it's completed. So that's something to look forward to as well. And I promise you, if it was actually bad, I would tell you. <laughs> if it was shit, <laughs> I would shame Kayla would. right now. <laughs> I would. It's, ac- it's very good. I promise you. It's a great comic. I love the concept. I love the characters. I'm proud of my friends. Um, if it was bad, I'd, I'd tell them not here, but to their face at a different time. Yeah. She would have prevented this from even existing. So it's, it exists. <laughs> no, that's not true. I, I wouldn't, but it is very good. But that's exciting. Um, I got the new Digimon toy. I'm excited about it. Oh, um, hell yeah. <laughs> it, it, it lives on my wrist. And that's I, cool. I thought it was an Apple Watch, and I was uh, like, "Wow, Kayla's moving up." So does, does tech tech life? <laughs> no, it's literally a toy. So does everyone oh that I work with? They're like sick Fitbit, and I'm like, "Hey, thanks." And then it has like a <laughs> one of those readers. So if if there's what are they called? I forget it every time. I just explained it to Chad, and I've already forgotten. And then uh, if you encounter an NFC reader, you could tap the watch on it, and it fights a Digimon. So I oh keep going God. to the drink machine at work, and like tapping my watch on it (laughs) so I can fight the drink machine. So that's my life. And then I was going to suggest another book, if anybody is interested, that I've been reading called Legends and Lattes. It looks so cute. It's very cute. Um, The cover for people in the podcast has like an orc lady and a tiefling lady, and they're making coffee in a cafe. And it's by this guy, Travis Baldry, who is an audiobook reader and he just wrote this for Nano Remo and published it, self-published Aww. it. And it's very cozy and very cute. And I think a lot of people here would also like this, along with wrestling with demons, which is not cozy or cute. <laughs> but you know, the full spectrum. We we need a good we just need some good content to consume during these trying times. Yes. So I recommend both of those books. The one I made and the one I didn't make, but mostly the one I made. So those, that's what's been going on with 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 little old me, yeah. So, yep, yep, yep. Yeah, Can- Canary said y'all's book recommendations never miss. Sometimes they miss. Sometimes they Canary. miss hard. <laughs> what are you talking about? Sometimes they miss. Re- actual recommendations though, like the not like our our book club books like aren't really recommendations. That's true. They're, you know, they're like we're gonna read this and experience it together. Yeah, that was Jack. Jack told me he was like. Because the um, the Secrets of the Moon 
episode of the podcast is out now because that was the last one. And Jack yeah. said he purposefully added into the description, do not read this book. So people <laughs> wouldn't like try to read it before listening to the podcast. Yes. And I was like, thank you. You save people yes. a lot of heartache. Oh, and the honey in the chat. Yes. Take advantage of your local library. I do that a lot. Um, my library is just on the street and it's great. And now they're letting people in again. So Hooray. it's great. Um, speaking of books. To those of you who are new, we do have a book club that we tend to do. Again, they are hit or miss. Sometimes the misses are really funny, though, because they're about sexy Bigfoot. That one, I can't, st- I, I think about that <laughs> at least once I a did day. Too. I <laughs> do too. It's like, I, yeah, I can't get sexy Bigfoot out of my head. Yeah. <laughs> so the next one that we're probably going to be reading, this one is very highly lauded. Um, I have scanned it, and there's some, like, there's some of the typical, like, woo-woo dumb stuff, but there are some really good things. And this is the next book, which is Abduction yes. from John E. Mack, M.D. It is it is lauded as a as one of the best, like, researches, research books on abduction, but I haven't gone that far. I've, scan- I've skimmed it. We are going to actually like go through it, but one of the most disturbing things I found so far in my quick little my quick little skim of it is these are kind of like blind interviews. Like they interview them and they don't have any contact with each other. This doctor does it like a, an actual study. Mm-hmm. But this two different people who said that they were probed by aliens, two different people drew the same thing. I hate that. And they have pictures of it. Oh like, my gosh. I'm not ready so, for this book. I'm So see? Ooh. See? Okay, so there's the both so these are from two different people. They drew the same like spooky messed up probing device. Mm-mm. So I hate that. I don't like so, it. I don't like no. it. That I was like, "Ooh, don't like that. Don't like it." Don't like it. So I feel like that that alone was enough research like to where I was like, okay, there's at least some interesting things that I can pull out of here that are not just, you know, non-research research. No, I'm excited so. about it. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for it. It's already yeah. better than the stupid moon book. <laughs> yeah. Like I feel like, okay, last season we had, uh, we had some interesting books, but I think that each one had a valuable takeaway. I mean, even Madame Blavatsky, we got some we got some good content yeah, there. Well, but the crazy thing about Madame Blavatsky, that's come up in the QAnon stuff. What? Why? Yes, because that the theists have to do with this like fundamentalist like view of the world. Like it all ties together. Like apparently that's what they think, like, I guess like there's the devil worshippers are or something like I don't know it it all ties together. Interesting. I think she was also like super racist. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> so yeah. So there's that all ties together with all the weird yeah theosophists, the weird um, QAnon stuff. It's like all that conspiracy theory stuff. It actually ties into it. So that was a that was an interesting book to read because I saw it's come up where I had never heard of it before. So. That's upsetting. But, I mean, more importantly, we learned that she inspired Kingdom Hearts. The Kingdom Hearts franchise. That was our important takeaway from last season. Yes. We learned Bigfoot was sexy, and then the Moon Book was just bad. It was just bad. Yeah. Yes, it was just bad. And it just was badly written. Anyone can write a book. If you put words on a page, you can write a book. But not everyone That doesn't mean that it should be a book. (laughs) Ugh. My gosh. Yes. 
yeah, so watch out for the Theosophical Societies. That's a that's one of those one of those conspiracy theory cult things, which started with Madame Blavatsky. So, well, good to know because I think it's interesting because I think what we learn from that book is she made it all up. Like it was pretty oh, clear, hundred yeah, percent. So she made it like, up. How, yeah. What, if we've come so yeah. far to have written an entire book that is pretty convincing about how she made it all up, why are yeah, we she, still believing it? <laughs> yeah, she hundred percent made it up for sure. So she was like, "Oh my, my elders." I'm like, "Sure, lady." Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, your elders. Okay, <laughs> they spoke to me. Okay, uh huh. Uh-huh. All right, yeah. I dug up it's this the cup. same. Like, all oh right. my god, it's the same as the the Mormon thing where he's like, if I read this in a hat, it's gonna tell me the God talked to me. My God, sure he did. <laughs> sure, sounds right. Sounds about right. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah, that South Park episode will always be the best. <laughs> dum, so dum, dum 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 dum. <sighs> well, Kayla, why don't you tell us about your research? Into these topics okay. that your coworkers send you all the time. Excellent. Other than otherwise, I'll start going into just like the collapse. No. And I just honestly, I can't handle the collapse today. No, we're not the collapse gonna... has been very active, and I just we're not going we're gonna to focus collapse. on something else. Something we're going to focus on something else. <laughs> so I'm going to start. I, I actually took notes and wrote down. I dated each of these articles, and we're going to go from the most recent to the oldest, and then end on a silly one that's also okay. terrifying. But the oldest one is about skunk works, and I wanted to talk about it because you have a personal connection with skunk works. Yes, I still actually keep the cup on my desk to remind me of my pappy. Look at him, little skunky. So cute. There he is. Yeah, this is from the 60s, this little skunk in his little cup. Skunk works cup. So the the most recent one was comes from the mirror. And it's putting some more context to one of those viral UFO videos that came out last year. Mm. The one where it's like the cylinder and the guy's like, what the fuck? Like, what is this? So they they talk to the guy and they, they the, the whole article is kind of bringing some more context to it. So I'm going to read a little bit of it from the beginning. So this was posted or updated yesterday. So it was posted originally the day before yesterday. So they t- spoke directly with the pilot who was involved in that one. And it is, it's the, it's the cylinder, cylindrical one that Tom DeLonge was kind of involved in when those two videos came yes. out. This is the cylinder that's like flying around. It's like go fast gimbal. It's one of those. Yeah. So yeah. this article says a pilot who came close to crashing into an unidentified flying object recalled the incident in a report that reportedly shook experts. The American Airlines pilot claimed he saw a long cylindrical object flying over New Mexico exactly one year ago. Both the pilot and the FBI confirmed that flight AA-2292 had a near miss with a UFO on February 21st, 2021. Uh, The aircraft was traveling between Cincinnati and Phoenix, and it became one of the significant UFO sightings of last year because of that big video release. Right. So if you go down through the article, it's a little long and it's got a lot of photos here. But the main takeaway is it really hammers home the fact that they cannot report these things. So if you if you go down a bit in the article, it continues on and they talk about speaking with different pilots. And it says one pilot said airline bosses are so hostile to ET claims that a colleague was told to go to counseling after reporting a UFO. (laughs) What? Another told the Daily Star I mean, Sunday when someone do it anyway. Yeah, do it anyway. <laughs> Another told the Daily Star Sunday when someone says UFO, everyone thinks they are referring to aliens, but that is not always the case, especially with the surge in drone activity. 
Most pilots will use phrases like unidentified traffic or aerial phenomena. No one wants to say UFO. If you say UFO, people think you're drunk. You're drunk on drugs or nuts. Another pilot added, many airline pilots, self-included, and military pilots have had encounters at altitude with UFOs over many decades and before the internet. Encounters are reported internally and amongst colleagues and seldom reach the media. When you're fortunate to be close to a witness, it is really quite serious stuff. There are advantages in having an office window at 37,000 feet. So it just, basically this article talks about like, you know, this was a thing that happened. It was very startling. And that's, this is something we're aware of. I think I've mentioned when I went to a MUFON meeting, one of the women there was ex-Navy. Mm-hmm. And I've heard that from several people involved that used to be involved in the military that they it is a very regular occurrence, whether it be maybe it's a drone or if it is something that seems alien, there's a mixture. It could be mm-hmm. if it's unexplained and they attempt to report it, their superiors will will refuse to accept it as a report because that's something right. that they cannot then turn. They cannot then report that to a higher up because they don't have the details they're not going to be taken seriously. So the person seeing it is never taken seriously. So I just felt like this article is interesting because it's saying again, like, yes, all anybody who has operated an airplane hmm. that is a pilot has seen these things and has, That's interesting. And, but they can't, there's no point in reporting it because no one will ever take it seriously. Right. Well, and what can, what can they really do? Yeah. It's like, I mean, what, what can you do yeah. when there's something that is so technologically advanced that you can't even see it or look at it or touch it or get a closer look at it, what can you do? Yeah, it's it's a lot. And it's just, I think that I I dislike this. I, I dislike this the most because I feel like it's a lot of suppressing information, I guess, or just like, but what's new? Like, why would they be yeah. taken seriously yeah. in just any sort of official capacity? So, I don't know. It's kind of startling. But like you said, like, if if they reported it, and if someone higher up in the military was like, oh, we need to take this seriously, what do you do? It's so scary. Like, it, they, they, there's yeah. nothing they can do about it. But the, yeah, like Kyle Germ said in the chat, it's extra paperwork. That's what it is to them, is, like, more paperwork. I've heard that from people, too. Because, like, when you file a report for something like that, it's like you have to file all the timestamps. You have to file, right. like, and it's just so much paperwork. So I don't right. think they well, want to do especially that. Especially if it's, if they're just like, we don't know what it is, then they're like, oh, it could be something from an enemy or whatever. So they have to report it if they talk about it. Yep. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's No, it makes upsetting. sense. It makes sense. It's, it's interesting that they confirmed it. That's cool. That's also upsetting. Yeah. I thought that was, that was very interesting and I hated it because I just, I don't know. It's, it's that torn feeling of being like, well, this information should be taken seriously. This should be treated with care and we should be looking Mm -hmm. into it but really there is nothing you could do about it which is even scarier (laughs) because they can't like if it was an alien no one would be able to do anything about that like if like well (laughs) the the problem is just the the level of technology is just so advanced like there's whatever it is there's no way for us to even describe how it does what it does and if it they can they're not going to tell us that they know it nope because it, because there's countries out there that are still invading other countries. Mm-hmm. So. Well, speaking of advanced net technology, that segues, segs, seg, seg, segues the incorrect term, segs. 
into uh, the next article, which is a little different, but I thought was interesting. This article came out February 2nd of this year. It is about, they basically, people have been keeping an eye on Area 51's mysterious giant hangar that they built, like started building a year ago. Mm -hmm. And something has appeared there and they caught it on satellite imagery. Oh, interesting. So this article from The Drive says, roughly eight years since its construction began, the massive hangar located at the remote southern end of the Air Force Clandestine Flight Test Center at Green Lake, better known as Area 51, has seemed to have had little to no activity. Based on commercial satellite imagery and sporadic video taken by hikers, there have never been more than a handful of vehicles nearby and nothing of significance. Now, for the first time, satellite imagery from Planet Labs not only shows activity around the hangar, but the nature of that activity is a never-before-seen exotic Delta-wing aircraft parked on its Hmm. northern apron. So this one is very long and kind of delves into comparing the aircraft to existing aircrafts and talks. It it goes pretty in-depth. It's very interesting. But yeah, you can see images of the the satellite imagery and then them talk about what they think it is. But basically, it just looks like a... They call it a tactical fast flight plane. They're like orbital jets. Yeah, similar to yeah. a Concorde is what they compared yes. it to. So, and it's, it's they, they I think, kind of guess in here that ha- it has something to do with hypersonic flight. The, uh, the Air Force is pursuing a hypersonic flight test program known as Mayhem, and they wonder if it's related to that based on the way yeah. that it is shaped. Interesting. Yeah, they, they say they compare it they to... They even talk about how China has them already, those, like, orbital spacecraft. Yeah. Or not, like, like they're not spacecraft, they're, like, planes, orbital planes. Yeah, they say here, heavy, tailless, low-observable tactical jets. They compare it to that with modified Delta wings. Yeah. I mean, that's interesting, but I'm just like, cool, that's that's cool. I mean, we're, like, hosed either way. What good is this going <laughs> to do us? Yeah, like, like, I don't... That's like, like me okay, today. So you, we already have the Concorde. Like, what's the what good is this going to do us? We are we literally already have the Concorde. Yeah. So, I don't know. And it's like, I mean, they built this hangar, and I think in this article they talk about like, how it's kind of like a temporary extra, like a huge hangar that's not really a permanent, permanent fixture, but I mean, it right. took them eight years to put it together and it's been sitting there and then this thing shows up. So, yeah, I mean, it definitely looks like some kind of like some kind of suborbital jet thing, probably some sort of spy plane, just like the um, the B2. Like, it's probably something like that, probably related to good old skunk works or something, you know, like. Mm-hmm. And I guess, again, I was I was always under the impression, like, why do we need these things? Like, I feel like in the 21st century, no other country is going to attack another country. Oh, oh wait. wait. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, wait. Okay, well, I mean, I guess I thought that, like, we were done doing that. But, you know. Uh, here we are. Here we are. So I and I would like to ride in a suborbital jet. That would be fun. Oh, I don't know if I could do it. I think I would blow what? up. I don't know. <laughs> Like, doesn't that seem like it would be too fast? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, the Concorde used to let people ride in it. Like, it was like a... I don't know. Maybe it would be fun. I I feel like I'd want to go to space, but aren't the... Isn't there, like, significant physical repercussions from going into space? Like, it messes with your body? I'm like, my body is messed with enough, quite (laughs) enough already. So, I don't know. 
Meh. I mean, if I feel like if um, if what's his name, Captain Kirk could do it. He was eighty something. Oh, I'm oh telling yeah. You. If he did it, then maybe he'd be fine. Yeah, but he's eighty something, so he's like, well, if I die. I've lived I a guess, full life, but... and I'm like, well, I didn't get to be a, a captain, <laughs> oh so yeah, that yeah, that's fair. Hmm. That's fair. And, oh, bees of William Wars Shatner, is, yes, and he's almost ninety. Yes, bees of Wars is apparently it rewires your brain. All right, maybe that would be good, actually. Yeah, just shoot me into space. Just shoot me into space. Maybe shake me around a little, like you know, really hard. Like, just give me a good old shake, like a. Like a can with some beans in oh it, God. and then I'll feel better. Shake me around like a can <laughs> of beans. Okay. <laughs> Just like a dry bean, so it's like, you know, so they like jingle around in there a little bit. Ew. <laughs> <It> sounds awful. <laughs> I can't. Then I don't know, maybe it'll make you feel better. Maybe, yeah. If it takes away my depression, that yeah. sounds like a fair fair trade. Yeah, it's fine. Fine. Well, that's. I mean, I that is really interesting that they even caught that on satellite. I feel like I genuinely also feel like that if they were that worried about it, they would have hid that. Oh yeah, because they know that the satellite's going to be like something that big. They're definitely yes. going to be able to see it on satellite. They're going to hide that. They're, that's not like that. Seems like a a dummy thing to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like. It's just, I feel like any news from Area 51 is kind of fun, because you're just like, ooh, I know Mm -hmm. it's secret, but I got to see it, so. Yeah, I mean, it's like, I also believe that since Area 51 is so public now, they're not going to do anything actually secret there anymore. No, because now now they've moved it to Area 52. Right. So I feel like, um, I feel like it's not that, I don't know. I don't know. I have lost so much faith. And, like, seek the government since, you know, the last presidency. I'm like, there's no way. There's no way we have any secrets. No. There's no way. I think if we have secrets, so. they are being kept from our government <laughs> by yeah, another... Yeah, well, they're definitely being like, kept from the president. Yeah. Because he's a temporary employee. Yeah. So... <laughs> he's not... He doesn't know anything. Yeah. So, <sighs> yeah. Well... So, is that it? No, I have... I have... Oh. Technically three more. The next Dang. one is horrifying. I hate it. Okay, well, it. well, okay. All right, here we go. Um, it, it's minor, but I just didn't like it. The more I read it, <laughs> the more I read it, I didn't like it. This, okay. is, this is another Drive article called Pilot Video and FAA Interview Reveal Bizarre Encounter with Unidentified Aircraft over Atlantic City. Atlantic City? What were they doing? Gambling? I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just kind of upsetting. I don't know. The, like, the things described. So, <clears throat> Okay. Uh, so in recent years, the Federal Aviation Administration has seen a significant rise in drone in- incidents. In the war zone, we've been digging into the details of the sightings, notably through our interactive database, blah, blah, blah. While many of the reports are highly concerning, some are outright strange. And one of the more peculiar reports, a pilot flying a Diamond DA-40 light aircraft described a highly unusual object mirroring his aircraft's maneuvers while flying at more than 2,000 feet above Atlantic City, New Jersey, on September 16th, 2018. We have received video, audio, and documents regarding the incident via the Freedom of Information Act. And it has the videos linked there, but hmm. it describes it. So I'm going to keep reading. An account of the incident was originally filed via the FAA's mandatory occurrence report process. By FFA, FAA regulations, MORs must be generated whether whenever a pilot reports unauthorized or otherwise unsafe unmanned aerial system activity. 
Both the behavior and reported altitude of the object likely prompted the report. The FAA requires drone operators to fly below 400 feet and to not interfere with manned aircraft operations. This particular MOR caught our attention because it described dynamic maneuvering on the part of the UAS, as well as an unusual description of a large camera hanging from the object, along with a V-shaped antenna or structure on top. So um, the, the summary says a DA-40 at 2,500 feet reported a UAS 100 feet from their aircraft. Circled back to take a look at the UAS and reported that as they were circling, the UAS was following them. Also reported the UAS to be a commercial vehicle five feet in size. Pilot video recorded the UAS and will call facility after landing at destination. Spoke with pilot who also happens to be an Air Force pilot from WRI and is very familiar with our airspace. Stated that the drone was circling 90 D... DEG off his wingtip as he was circling, climbing, and descending with him as if it was filming him. He described the UAS as a rotor craft with unknown quantity of rotors, having a camera hanging from it with a large V-shaped antenna on top. Stated that it was very maneuverable and fast. You can listen to the video and you can watch it. And it, it is. It's like moving really fast. It looks like it has an antenna. Huh. And it's five feet in size. So the, pi- the pilot recounts initially that he <sighs> thought the, it was a set of balloons. Puzzled by it, he slowed down to get a better look. He described how the object climbed along with him and seemed to intentionally stay opposite his craft, mirroring his turn. Throughout the conversation, the pilot makes several references to a video taken by a passenger, though he cautions that the video is limited in detail. Hmm. Asked for a basic description of the object, the pilot indicates that while he was familiar with drones, it was hard to concretely identify what he saw. He mentions the strange V-shaped antenna and a payload hanging off the bottom of the object. The pilot describes the payload as potentially being an articulating camera. Adding to the physical description, he indicates that it did not appear to be a fixed-wing aircraft. And he said it basically seemed like it was circling him. And it just doesn't, to me, sound like it was a drone. He, he at No, the that's end, weird. Or it's a, it's a custom weird one but like, that five, someone made. Like five feet in size? That's like really that's big. That's huge. Yeah, that's huge. And for it to be 2,500 feet in the air, I don't know. It's like, who would be be able to fly that? And it's he said that it was an unidentified flying object, but he doesn't think it was alien. And I'm like, okay, sure, buddy. But like, <laughs> I don't know. It yeah, seems don't know. very weird. And at the end, they talked to him and the, the controller apparently like asked the pilot if he, you're kind of rattled, aren't you? And he said that it's mostly curious, especially given how fast it is and the way it's behaving. Right. I was looking at the article. I don't know if you scrolled down at all. Uh-oh. But <laughs> apparently uh, th- this website allows you to like Facebook comment at the bottom. Oh, no. <laughs> and it's amazing. Um, okay, please, please go for that because I did not. I see it now and I did it's not go that far. amazing. Oh, I see okay. something about Satan. Great. Oh, yeah. No, just wait. I'm going to read it just because it's it's. It's hilarious. Oh, no. Okay, are you are you ready? I'm ready? This was the this was the comment someone decided to leave on this article. Like, you know, we interpreted drone maybe like maybe something else, but interesting article. Edward here. Uh oh. Edward <laughs> says Satan is preparing the big lie to explain away the removal of God's sons and daughters from off of the sin cursed earth to escape the wrath of God that is coming. 
1. Thessalonians 2. The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power signs and lying wonders and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this reason, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie, that they may all be damned who did not believe the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. This is a very terrible price tag at the end of a Christ-rejecting life. Wait. Space. Space. Party's over. <laughs> you gotta fight! Oh my gosh, why is he... Edward, Party's over. the mood down. You're bringing the, we, this Party's was, over. We were having a good time, and Edward had to bring it down. Party's over. Party's over. What party? What party? I thought that the, like... I thought that the, like, rapture was supposed to be, like, all everyone leaves who's boring, and then we get a party, right? Ugh. With Satan. Yeah. Like Satan That's party. when the party happens. That's when it yeah. starts. Uh, I, I, yeah, Grandpa, it's time to get off the computer, Grandpa. Like, just no more UFO articles for you, buddy. I see someone responded, <laughs> well said, Brother Edward. Yeah, sir, this is a Wendy's. <laughs> and then they ended their comment with, time is running out. And I'm like, Time God. is running out? This party. Time is running out? Oh, no. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> anyway, I love, I love comments like that. Well, I'm glad that we like uh, someone wrote that someone read this article about a drone or whatever, like interesting UAP and then was like, Satan, here he comes. Here's Satan. Here he comes. He's on his way. It's all over. The party's over. Is that person just listens to Alex Jones all the time. That's where <laughs> it comes from. Uh, anyway, next, next, <laughs> next <laughs> is the fun one about skunk works. Yes. So this one is actually from 2014, but it's it's it kind of talks a bit more about Skunk Works, and we know that Holly has a special connection with Skunk Works. If you want to mm-hmm. explain that real fast, just to catch us up. Oh yeah, to any new new followers and or Satan who's listening, my uh, step grandpa was worked at Skunk Works for like 30 years or something. He was a parts buyer for the Stealth, so. Um, and he was always interested in UFOs, and he never told me anything, but he uh, he had, like, he was pretty high up there for a long time in buying parts, whatever that means. But he did tell me that he had to, like, burn documents in fireplaces in hotels sometimes, so oh that's pretty cool. But that's why I have some Skunk Works paraphernalia, and I still have little Skunky, little skunky. on my desk. Little Skunky. But he definitely was involved in a lot of their secret, their secret projects, which was the stealth... He definitely, I know, like, I know he saw some stuff. He just never, he never chose. He never chose to divulge. Probably for safety reasons. Who knows? Interestingly, this one, this article titled UFO Accounts or Journalists, Stuff of Dreams. It says, the late Ben Robert Rich was the second director of Lockheed Corp's top secret research and development unit known as Skunk Works. Founder and first director of that program was aeronautical engineer Clarence Kelly Johnson, who designed yes. elements of the U.S. spy plane known as the U-2. Rich led the development of the F-117 fighter plane, the first operational stealth aircraft, and also worked on the F-104, A-12, SR-71 Blackbird, and F-22. He also wrote the book Skunk Works, a personal memoir of my years in Lockheed. In May 2010, aerospace engineer Tom Keller wrote an article for the Mutual UFO Network, <laughs> shout out, uh, journal that said Ben Rich revealed that extraterrestrial UFO visitors are real, and that the U.S. military has aircraft capable of travel to the stars. Keller, who worked as a computer systems analyst for NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory, 
quoted Rich as saying the following. And this is the interesting stuff. Yeah, so this... I've seen this before. One of these, he was giving a speech to UCLA, Ooh. which was where my pappy also went to college. Okay. So one of the, I've I've seen these before, and he has said this stuff before, but when people have asked him about it, like, he doesn't elaborate. Oh my gosh. <laughs> anyway, go ahead and, yeah, go ahead and read it, but I have seen this, and it is interesting. Yeah, these are, these are interesting. So these are direct quotes from him. Inside the Skunk Works, we were a small, intensively cohesive group consisting of about 50 veteran engineers and designers and 100 or so expert machinists and shop workers. Our forte was building technologically advanced airplanes of small number and of high class for highly secret missions. We already have the means to travel among the stars, but these technologies are locked up in black projects and it would take an act of God to ever get them out to benefit humanity, which that sounds right. <laughs> Anything you can imagine, we already know how to do it. That's so messed up. We now have the technology to take E.T. home. No, it won't take someone's lifetime to do it. There is an error in the equations. We know what it is. We now have the capability to travel to the stars. But there's an error in the equations? Yeah, that's what he says. Yeah. First, you have to understand that we will not get to the stars using chemical propulsion. Second, we have to devise a new propulsion technology. What we have to do is find out where Einstein went wrong. When Rich was asked of how UFO propulsion worked, he said, let me ask you, how does ESP work? The questioner responded with, all points in time and space are connected. Rich then said, that's how it works. So, and we've okay. talked about that. We've talked about the fact that likely any UFO crafts in a lot of those documentaries that we've watched that like pass through water and stuff, it's like gravity. It's like, yeah. So th they I don't, I mean, they're, trying, it's a gravity. That's what, um. That's what the good old Bob Lazar said. It's a gravity thing. Yeah. And that's what it sounds like he's saying here is like, it's not, yeah. it's not um, chemical propulsion. Mm -hmm. It's going to be based on gravity. Like all points in time and space are connected. Gravity. Yeah. So I think that's very interesting. That hurts my brain. I know. I wish I was smarter. I know. <laughs> I wish I was smarter. That's all I got. Like I can't like I, when there's more quotes on here too. Yeah. Like, there's a lot. Do you want to read some of them? Yeah. I don't know, like, I don't, I'd have to research this more. It's an interesting article, but I, I have, he did say that we have the technology to take E.T. home was said at a speech at UCLA. And that was one of the ones where someone confronted him about it and he didn't elaborate on it. Mm. And it says, it was Ben Rich's opinion that the public should be not, should not be told about UFOs and extraterrestrials. He believed they could not handle the truth ever. Only in the last month of his decline did he begin to feel that the International Corporate Board of Directors dealing with the subject could, repre could represent a bigger problem to the citizens' personal freedom under the United States Constitution than the presence of off-world visitors themselves. Interesting. Hmm. Says another Skunk Works engineer, Don Phillips, has publicly said UFOs are real and that he and other Skunk Works members were doing back engineering on recovered crashed UFO materials and devices. Yes, that was another note I took from this, which, which is something that we, like, day after Roswell, that's what they talk about. It's all, like, they take that stuff and reverse engineer it. Yes, my pappy had that book, like, in his house, day after Roswell, and said, when I was working at the Skunk Works with Kelly Johnson, we signed an agreement, like this, I believe, with, with the government to keep very quiet about this. Anti-gravitational research was going on. We know that there were some captured craft from 1947 mm -hmm. in Roswell. They were real. And yes, we really did put them to work. We knew each, uh, each other from what we call an unseen industry. We can term it black, deep black, or hidden. 
The knowledge I have of these technologies came from here. I didn't see the craft, nor did I see the bodies, but I certainly know some other people did. There was no question that they were beings from outside, that the, these were beings from outside the planet. It says, to view Phillips' statement online, Google alien technology and Don Phillips. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks. Google Thank it. you. <laughs> I'm like, oh, thanks. <sighs> Does this have Facebook comments on the bottom? Oh, Bonnie God, there are know. comments. No, no, I don't see oh, any. Okay, good. But no, it's, I it's just ads. thought that was pretty good. Like, I do think we should at some point. I would like to pick up his book about Skunk Works. Yeah. Um, I think that would be a fun thing to research. I, I definitely want to. But I think it's just interesting. It's corroborating things that we've already heard. For sure. And I just, I think that that's interesting. I, I like when, when we find articles or books or anything yeah. that kind of contributes to things we've already looked at. And I think that this is just further validating, like... That stuff was reverse engineered. There's anti-gravity technology, obviously, and that is the only way we are getting into space. I I totally believe that. I think the only thing that I can, like, from all of the stuff that we've read and everything, if I were to piece together this story, and again, like, we don't know if any of this is true, true, but if I were to piece together all the stuff that we've read about all of this and what Bob Lazar said and all these other things is that whatever element, that element one... Two, one what is it 217 151 i don't remember some numbers element something i think 151 is an alcohol i don't think that's an <laughs> element um <laughs> so that element is incredibly hard to make and they have to make it at los alamos it's super difficult to make a piece of it i think it's i don't think we have enough of it that's the only thing i can think of maybe we don't have enough of it yeah and we tend to get it we need to get it in like space or something and we haven't found any. I don't know. Like, you know, I played Mass Effect. You got to probe all those planets. You got to probe. probe those planets. <laughs> Maybe that's what they're... I'm not going to even say what I was going to say. <laughs> it's like, maybe that's what they're looking Uh-oh. for in everyone's butts. Alien stuck stuff up your ass. <laughs> maybe. Oh. Well, another, another source I'm of sorry. infinite energy. And this My is- podcast <laughs> license has been revoked. It's revoked. Another thought is... Related, somewhat related to that is like, yes, we would need to, like, we should be developing a source of infinite energy to be able to travel to the stars or just exist long term. We can't keep using fossil fuels. So in comes this next website I was sent that I hate, Uh but it's from Lockheed Martin directly. Um, So it's from their website. It's on their website. Uh And it's Compact Fusion. It's no secret that our Skunk Works team often finds itself on the cutting edge of technology. As they work to develop a source of infinite energy, our engineers are looking to the biggest natural fusion reactor for inspiration. The sun. Okay. By Didn't con- that guy in Spider-Man the- try that? <laughs> yes, it is literally Doc Ock from Spider-Man 2. Thanks for jumping. Okay, sorry. <laughs> point. You got, no, no, no. I appreciate it because we, we think same, same. But that is literally sp- the plot of Spider-Man 2 and how he went insane. But uh, by containing the power of the sun in a small magnetic bottle, we are on the fast track to developing nuclear fusion reactors to serve the world's ever-growing energy needs. And then they have just really fun videos about it. They talk about fusion versus fission and, okay, fusion energy and how compact fusion works. And I'm like... I, I'm sorry. I'm never gonna get past the fact that you pretty much quoted Doctor. Oh, Otto absolutely. Spider Man too. Absolutely. <laughs> they were just like, we need to bottle the power of the sun. Have you watched that movie? 
Yeah. What does he say? He's like, the power of the sun in the palm of my yeah. hand. And then like, you know, he goes insane. Yeah. So I don't know, Lockheed Martin. I don't I don't think that this is the uh the best idea. Yeah. So I I sent you I think the website's fun though, because it's like, I don't know, like some college website where right? they're just like this is great. We're having fun. I time. do love that they stole the Lockheed Martin symbol for Stark Industries. Oh my yeah, god! They just all they did was You're take right. the little boop out and just put the other one and the same font. <laughs> oh my gosh! It is yeah, the same and it was thing. way before Avengers. Like it was way before even Iron Man came out. It looked the same. Isn't that funny? That's hilarious. That's so cute. Oh my god. Okay. Well, and there you go, everyone. Learn about Compact Fusion. It's that's cool. Also, like. There's some representation on this website. They show like women scientists and like mm-hmm. like people like non-white people, like people of color scientists. Like, well, they don't want you to pay attention to the sun in a bottle, <laughs> or like, the fact that they're destroying the planet. They're like, whoa, but look, we're really diverse. <laughs> Be a scientist. Don't think of the term fusion reactor too hard. Just look at all these people doing so good things. Yeah. Like, oh my god. I don't know, but you know. Yeah. They're like, ooh, it'll help planes and space travel and energy and blah blah blah. But don't think about it too hard. Yeah. I don't know. I'm sure it's fine, but I just hate that it's literally It's the same thing, yeah. Spider-Man that's too. great. It's just that's that's great. great. We're having a good time. I wonder if anyone from this podcast will ever one day like go out there and be like I am a scientist. I'm going to go out and start working at Lockheed. And then they'll be like, spooky scouts were right. And as they look at a UFO. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, I kind of want to go back in time and be like, remember how you kind of wanted to do something scientific? Oh, my God, like, I know. I was really inspired by Contact. I would have liked to have, have basically been the lady from Contact. And sometimes I'm like, what if I wouldn't have went to art school? Yeah. Um, I, w- I know exactly what would have happened. I would have flunked out of science school. Yeah, same, actually, yeah. Because I can't do math. So it's not even <laughs> They would have like, been like, that's actually essential. Uh, yeah, and like, it's not even technically my fault because I have that like dyscalculia thing. So when I get really nervous, I switch numbers and I don't know I did it. So it's like, oh, it's I have like no dyslexia. Excuse. I'm just terrible at math. It's just like number dyslexia. So, yeah. And I just am terrible at it. So it's fine. There's it's plenty of people that are better at it. And uh, the world needs artists, too. As my grandpa, my grandpa, who was an artist, always said, artists touch everything. You could have been an artist who designed planes. <gasps> oh, man. Why did I do that? That would have been so. That would have been so cool. Yeah. Dang it. I don't know. I don't know how you get those jobs. Me neither. Is that it? That's all our, our article updates? That, That's that, it. Those were my articles, which I thought they were fun. I, I particularly like the skunk work. Yeah, one. they were all one, good. And I think we should... We should look into, we should do an episode specifically about Skunk Works, because I think that that is very Yeah, and we did one before, but I'd love to go more in depth about all of that, all of those quotes. Yes. I know there's no new information, but I do find it interesting, so. And I think it's good to kind of look back, like, I I think, like, I I still think about The Day After Roswell Mm -hmm. a lot, so I think maybe, hopefully, maybe his book would be interesting. I don't know if his book is more before he was wanting to reveal that information or not. Yeah. Because they, like they mentioned, he wasn't really as open to it until he was about to pass away. Interesting. So it might not be as as steamy as some of those right. quotes are. Yeah. I don't know. Interesting. Well, shall we do a story or two before we we head off into the ether? Yeah. 
into the ether. It's time for fact or fiction. We will be reading chilling tales submitted from the community and guessing, are these fact, fiction, or somewhere in between? Use your best spooky scout skills to determine the truth. Do you have a scary story to tell? You can submit them to us at SpookySaturdayStories at gmail.com to have them read on the show. Just make sure to include if they are fact or fiction and your name. I just like, things are so tumultuous outside of like playing video games right now. I just like don't even want to look. <laughs> it is. It's, it's a lot. I just don't even. It is. I just don't even want to look. Someone was like, why don't the aliens come? I'm like, what do you, like, the aliens are like, bye, see you later. They don't want it. They're like, you guys do <laughs> this good. all the time. This isn't even the first time it's happened in the past decade. Like, you guys are awful. Yeah, this is terrible. Nobody, aliens don't No. Really all right, I got one pulled up whenever you're right. ready. Instead of, instead of thinking of the yes. collapse, we will yes. instead tell collapse a story. Collapse is for me at three in the morning when a rat in the wall wakes me up. Yeah, that's when that's, (laughs) that's the time for that. This is from Tom Anderson, titled Abandoned Station. Years ago, my friend and I were looking for something to do. He suggested we go exploring this abandoned gas station he knew about. Common sense said this was a bad idea, though I said sure. (laughs) Before I could even consider my decisions, we had parked in an old lot in front of this dilapidated little building. I remember the paint was pretty chipped and all the windows were broken. While my friend looked over the busted coolers, I picked around near a back room. I nearly tripped over this hatch on the ground, probably leading to a tornado shelter. Deciding to get a peek before my friend, I opened it and climbed in. Wasn't much in there, I kind of figured anything that would have been down here is gone. I thought I heard a shout from up above, but then there was just silence. After a few minutes, I heard my friend calling my name repeatedly. A bit concerned by this turn of events, I got out of the shelter. My friend wasn't even there when I got back to the front. That's when I heard his voice behind me. It sounded wrong, like it wasn't him, but something was imitating his voice. Somehow ignoring all common sense and natural responses, I looked behind me. From the now open back room, there stood what looked like a tall man. I couldn't completely make out what he was wearing, but it looked like dark pants and a hoodie with the hood up. As it looked up up at me, I saw it didn't have a face. I distinctly remember seeing nothing. No eyes, no mouth, no nose, just a black void. As my survival instincts began kicking in, I began backing out towards the exit. That's when I heard my friend's voice again, calling my name. But this time, it sounded like two people talking at once. I didn't even think before I got out of there, practically diving into my friend's car. Turns out he heard my voice calling his name before seeing someone in the freezers. The shot I had, uh, I heard actually being him noping out immediately. We never went back and never planned to. No! So they were wearing a hoodie? Yeah, a hoodie with the hood pulled up. Hmm. That's what it sounded like. I mean... I know this, like, the fact that they weren't in some, like, weird, like, fedora outfit makes it more believable, but also maybe not, because spooky things in the darkness are always wearing fedoras or hats. Yeah. Rarely are they wearing Rarely are they wearing actual, actual, um, athleisure. Hmm. (laughs) Athleisure. I don't know. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna say fact, because I'm just happy to be back. (laughs) All right. What does everyone else say? Oh, they say a lot of faction. 
Oh, fact, dice fact, me. Fact, Thank fact, you for the bits. Oh, it's perfectly time freaks. Well, we got you. We no! got you. You got <laughs> this no! one's fiction. Oh, I'm already. St I'm starting with a with a bust. With a bust. Just starting out poor poorly. With a bust. That's okay. That's all right. Do you believe in the power of a curse? <laughs> Do you just love it? Do you remember? What's the tallest man you've you ever seen? Do you remember the tallest man you've let's ever just, saw? Let's just uh, do some Freaks questions and we'll do the story. Hold on. I just I just miss it. It's just, you know, Have here you we go. Walked out of a mall into a <laughs> I just miss, I just miss him. It's just good to see. It just makes me laugh. Your car. Look at him go. <laughs> it's in the bike. What do you want to be when you grow up? What's the right tip? I love him. I miss this show so much. I'm like, we're bringing all these things back. When are we going to bring this back? Because it would be great. It would be so great. You have a pet? It should absolutely you be brought back. Power of a curse. Have you had your hearing it would do so it well. Would. Can you remember the tallest man you've ever seen? Like, it really would do well. Clear blue sky? Yeah, and Chris Straub did some amazing dubs of it on TikTok, too. It was very, very funny. He would be good as a new host yeah. of Yeah, oh my too. god. He'd be, so be perfect. The perfect. Perfect. You ever visited a truck stop? He has to do the, like, ridiculous freaks energy, though. Like, I don't know. It would be very funny. It would be really funny in a different way, but still very funny. Well, I think I think he could deliver it, like... His actions would be goofy, but he would still have the yes. serious. Yes, he, he could do that very yes, well. I agree. Okay, we're back, and now it's time for story time. This is from uh, Nathan S at Super Cool Silver on the internet. In the summer of 2021, I found myself driving back from my hometown to my college at Central Washington University. Go Cats! To get there from <laughs> South Central Washington, you can either take Interstate 82 over the hills or the canyon road that follows the crisscrossing Yakima River. The interstate is faster by about 15 minutes. But the canyon road is 100 times more gorgeous and scenic, and I always take it when the weather isn't too bad. The, this particular time, I was coming back real late, and about halfway through, I pulled over onto a dirt patch next to the river to stargaze for a bit. Because of the canyon's natural walls, artificial light doesn't leak in, and it's absolutely fantastic place to stargaze. As I looked up and saw the Milky Way, I felt a weird creep into my gut. This was something I'd done plenty of times before, and it's always a peaceful experience, but something was off this time. I squinted off into the darkness and didn't see anything, but it felt like something was watching me. There was an incident of a wolverine wandering its way into the canyon at some point and getting hit by a truck years ago, but normally there are no such animals larger than squirrels and birds around. After trying to calm myself down, I enjoyed a few more minutes looking up, trying and failing to find constellations. I eventually got back into my car and started back down the road to Ellensburg. About 20 seconds go by before a monstrous creature screams by the front of my Buick. I only got a split second glimpse of it and it tumbled into the ditch on the side of the road, but it looked horrific, almost wolf-like but larger, with dirty mangled clumps of hair tattering its body. More terrifying, however, was its limbs. It ran on all fours, but its arms and legs seemed excruciatingly long compared to its body. The body was maybe four feet long, all of its limbs seemed to be seven or eight feet in length, and its knees bent backwards to support itself. It was so quick I was stunned and didn't do anything for a moment as I continued to cruise down the road looking in my rearview mirror. It was gone. After about another mile, I turned around to investigate. It was so bizarre that I knew maybe I'd never get another chance to see this thing, and I had to know what I saw in that brief moment. After driving back to the spot where it crossed and seeing nothing in the ditch, I pulled the car back around and went home. Every time I drive that way now, I make sure to either leave when it's still light or just take the interstate. It's freaked me out to this day, and I never saw it again. <laughs> 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 That's gross. <laughs> 
That's disgusting. I don't like when people describe things as like knees bending that, backwards. Yeah, Washington's weird though. Yeah. That area is like uh, we went to Forks. And it is like, it was funny because, but like that is out there. Like it is scary and it is out there. Like I am not shocked if anything happens out there because it is weird. It's a weird no man's land. It's weird. I don't know. I, I, I think the, the geography is correct, but I think this one is fiction. I think it's, I don't know why. I just do. I'm just going to put it. It was like, it was kind of rainy when I left work today. And have you ever seen those TikToks where it's like, what is this twilight? (laughs) And then it's just like, ha, 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 ha. No. So that's what I always think of when it's like misty out. No, TikTok makes me sad. (laughs) (laughs) It's a mess. Uh, Well, our friend Nathan clarifies this story is No, I'm just, I'm just losing every time today. No. But mostly that's upsetting. That is that really upsetting. Excuse <laughs> so me? Nathan, no, thank yeah, you. Excuse me? Nathan says, it freaked me the hell out when it happened and I never did see it again. My friends tell me it was probably just a wolf with mange or rabies or something, but I swear this thing was no regular wolf. There, there's Central not Washington that many wolves out here. Yeah, I was about to yeah. say, I don't think you have a lot no. of those. Central Washington isn't where you'd think there'd be no. a lot of strange happenings, but they're out here. We have Mel's Hole, too, which is supposedly a bottomless pit on the outskirts of town. It has its own Wikipedia page. That's how you know it's legit. And actually, I've heard yes. we've talked about Mel's yes. Hole. Yes. I do not. I do not like that at all. Yeah. Washington is weird. It's cursed. So it happened. Wow. Scary. I do not like. I think that you'd be able like. I think a lot of times people do the, oh, it was an animal with mange thing. But I don't know. That sounds no, a little different. Its knees were backwards. That. It had eight foot tall yeah. legs. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. That's way bigger than a wolf. No way. No. And we're, they're so rare out here. Even wolverines are rare. Like, we do have them in the mountains. But all those things are very rare. Like, and I've been out in the woods in here, out here a lot. Like, I've gone mushroom hunting and, like, hiking. I've been out a lot. And... You rarely see animals at all. So. Yeah. I don't know. I hate that. That's spooky. I hate that. Hate I it. hate it too. I hate Very it. Scary. I hate it. Well, thank you all for joining us for the return of Spooky Scouts. I hope this was a lovely, a lovely stream for all of you and you enjoyed Kayla's articles and I don't know, my bullshitting. <laughs> No, it was good because I feel like I was able to relate this. Like, I'm so glad I found the skunk box yeah. one because I think that that's your insight into it is very interesting. So yeah, it's, that'll it's be it. Cool. We should cover that again. Um, we're also going to cover the abduction book if anyone cares to look it up and read it. It won't it won't be for a while. This year is turning. It's a hefty, it's a hefty book. book. This year is turning out to be very busy. Very, very busy year. Exciting. Very exciting, but also very busy. So um, there's also some excellent art in it. If you haven't seen it, Kayla, there's like someone being like walked around by little aliens. <laughs> like, it's great. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, boy. So if you want to pick this up ahead of time, I would go ahead and get it now. Maybe get started because it is it's pretty thick. Yes. Um, so it's Abduction by John E. Mac, MD. Yes. I'm also starting to volunteer at the zoo. So <laughs> I'm so excited about <laughs> Gonna that. Gonna volunteer at the zoo. So if you go to the Woodland Park Zoo uh, in Seattle and see me, you can ask me bird facts. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I'll be there in a vest. They're gonna give me a little vest to wear and wear a little vest. That's gonna be so cool. I'm so jealous. It's gonna it's gonna be really silly, but I was like, I need some serotonin 
to help animals and to talk yeah. to birds. It'll be good. Yeah. Huh. So anyway, uh, take care of yourselves. Keep your eyes to the sky. Uh, and we will see you next time, Spooky Scouts. Uh, stay safe. And I hope that this gave you a lovely reprieve from the world. Except or it spooked you. Or you were scared. And now you can won't be able to sleep. Okay, we'll see you later. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Thanks for joining us for another meeting of the Spooky Scouts. I'm Scoutmaster Kayla Klein, and you can find me on social media as at K-A-Y-N-C-L-I. And I'm Scoutmaster Holly Conrad, and you can find me on social media as at Holly Conrad or at Commander Holly, and you can find us both at WeGrowingHens.com. We hope you enjoyed learning and speculating with us tonight. If you want to find out more about the Spooky Scouts, you can find links to our social media, Discord, and more at SpookyScouts.com. You can offer the podcast some sustainable support and help us stay unbiased and ad-free by subscribing to patreon.com slash spooky scouts for as little as $5 a month. Spooky Scouts is recorded live weekly on twitch.tv slash hens. See you next time, scouts. And remember, keep your eye on the sky and dare to know. <laughs>